2: that's a honey of a tree clark You're real
1: yeah yeah i dug it out of the ground myself
0: that a fact hey hey get out of there stop no no don't worry about it clark a little tree water ain't gonna hurt him before we left he drank a half a quart of
2: Penn's oil. Boy, when he lifted his leg the next morning.
3: Oh.
0: Eddie, Eddie, if he drinks the water out of there, the tree's going to dry up. Come, come on, out of
2: there.
3: It's not.
0: Oh, oh, oh.
3: You get out of there. Get in the kitchen now. Get in the kitchen there and get you something to eat. Go on. He's cute, ain't
1: he? Just can't believe you're actually standing here in my living room, Eddie. Mm. <laughs> Never thought the day would come.
2: Yeah, I'm excited about it, too. Yeah.
0: Can I refill your eggnog for you? Get you something to eat. Drive you out to the middle of nowhere, leave you for dead? No, I'm doing just fine, Clark. Last call
1: for Chicago! Ladies and gentlemen, the time has come. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. The
0: Athletic presents Hogan Johns. Coach? Hodge? Get in another corner! Hodge! CHGO, it's Adam Ho, and from The Athletic, it's Adam Johns.
3: It's one of the craziest games that I've covered live.
2: I feel like, how many times a season do we say
3: that? Yeah, but this one, like, I know. (laughs) In the red zone. I'm I'm not disputing what you're saying.
2: I'm just like, how does this franchise keep doing this? Anyway, uh, who cares? Here they are. The Adams. Hogan Johns. What's up? Welcome in... Hoke and John's with you. Merry Christmas, everyone. We're getting closer. Bears and Bills this weekend. What's up, Donnie?
3: What's going on? Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, I do believe we have a few children listen to this. So I hope you're being good. Listening to that elf that's roaming around your house in the middle of the night, hopping from tree to fireplace to what have you. You don't know, have to say that is one thing we have avoided completely
2: in our house. I don't really know how. It's not even on purpose, but never have done the Elf on the Shelf thing. I don't even think James knows what that is. Good. Which is good. But for the children out there listening that are familiar with the Elf on the Shelf, watch out, right? Watch out. <laughs> I mean that's that's how it came across when you said it.
3: <laughs> I'm trying to be careful with my words, but yes, that elf on that shelf has a straight line of communication to the North Pole of Santa Claus. So you better watch out. You better not pout. That elf is telling Santa why.
0: Look at see. Look at that.
3: You can't get that type of podcasting anywhere else. When it yeah, comes prob- to bears, probably not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, probably not. Yeah.
3: All
2: right. Um, welcome in. We got a uh, another game this week. <laughs> um, also, hope everybody's staying warm and avoiding the uh, terrible, terrible one to three inches of snow that's coming.
3: <laughs> well, the latest report from NWS Chicago. It's the North. What's the real name of this? The, the National, National Weather, we- weather Service. Service. <laughs> 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 the North. There is still potential for. report. Potential for one inch per hour. I, I don't know what we're gonna get. Who knows? I'm ready. It's, it's all right. Well, we're look, fine.
2: We're gonna have Joe Bascali on here in a little bit. That guy knows snow. All right, in <laughs> Buffalo, they know a little bit about snow, so he'll tell you. Everybody needs to settle down. We do this every year in Chicago. It is a Chicago tradition. Everyone freaks out about the first, like, significant snowfall. Now, I will say it's going to be windy as hell. When it actually is snowing, I think it's going to actually look like a blizzard for a little bit. So everybody be safe on the roads and all that, especially if you're listening to this right now while it is snowing. You know, slow down. Be careful. But at the same time,
3: come on.
0: We're better than ha- this.
3: We're better than this Chicago. What what you have is the panic of the incoming snowstorm blizzard what have you and the last minute shoppers. Yeah. Where the, the, the the two worlds are colliding at Target. Mariano's, Julasco. It's a mess. Yeah, I should have thought about that cuz I think everybody was thinking like me
2: yesterday and was like, "Okay, snow tomorrow, we got to get this done today." Took me twenty five minutes to check out a Target last night. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, so maybe maybe it won't be that bad tonight. Yeah. Actually, maybe tonight's the well, time well, to
3: go. Well, actually, if you are going out and you are in those lines, bring us with you. Put us on your phone. That's good. Put those AirPods in and let's go. No, that's
2: actually good advice because I was
3: while I was I spent about three
2: hours probably. Doing shopping and oh, that's a long time. Food already, for the man. weekend, and the whole time I didn't have my AirPods, and I was like, "Man, I could be like multitasking right now. I could yeah. be listening to I could be listening to the Buffalo Beat right now, the Athletics Bills podcast. You know, multitasking, getting some some good information, prepping for this one. Yeah, but I failed. All right, so don't be me. Do better than that. Uh, welcome in. follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns, and uh, read us, theathletic.com, slash Hogan Johns, all dot for me. And um, all the merch is up at obviousshirts.com, like that orange hoodie Johnsy's wearing. Appreciate it, everybody, uh, for for jumping in on the merch and uh, help spreading the word. So before we get into this game... Yeah. Did, I'm just confused by the Pro Bowl now. i got to be honest with you. It's not a game anymore. It's like a flag football contest. It's the Pro
3: Bowl games. Okay. Is the voting different? It might be. I don't track it closely enough. Well, and we didn't really have reason to this year. Correct. The Bears did not have one Pro Bowl player. But
2: how is your guy Kirk Cousins in the Pro Bowl?
3: <laughs> well, I think it's just another reminder. Well, I don't mind rewarding a winning team. Vikings are 11-3. and They won the NFC North. They're going to the playoffs. They just had that amazing comeback victory against the Jeff Saturday Colts on a Saturday. So, like that happened. Like reward that. I, I have no problem with that. But they were all the start
2: down thirty three nothing,
3: the one of the most dysfunctional teams in the league right now. I get it. They still won. Thirty three that's a historic comeback. Yeah. That's something. But all the star quarterbacks, man, are in the EFC. They just are. Like well, without Aaron Rodgers pulling like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady not being exactly Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, well now whatever version of Russell Wilson you're getting in, in Denver. There's the stars like Kyler Murray not having a good year, Matthew Stafford being hurt. All the good young star quarterbacks are on the AFC.
2: Well, how about Justin Fields? That's where you, you're just Bears. going. That's yeah, where I, you, like you're just going to like the team record because like nobody could possibly objectively look at Kirk Cousins versus
3: Justin Fields and be like, yeah, Kirk Cousins is the better player. He's a better passer. That's part of it. He's the better passer. Come on. Come on. At this point, Jefferson Jefferson is the
2: better catcher.
3: That's what I would say. Well, that's fine. That's fair.
2: Anybody, and you know I have a lot of connections in Minnesota, they've been bitching about Kirk Cousins all year and bitching about this offense. And the stats show that he ranks 19th in EPA per play right now on the 20th ranked DVOA offense. They haven't been that good offensively this year. They really What's haven't. The, where's the Bears at DVOA? Oh, I don't know. I'm not I'm actually I'm not even here to make a case for Justin Fields. You okay. know who deserves it? You know who I would sit here and pound the table for over Kirk Cousins? 1000% Jared Goff. Goff. Cool. The Lions I think are eighth I don't have the numbers in front of me, but but Goff's in the top 10 I'd in give you EPA that one. per play. They're 6-1 in their last seven. They've turned things around. Um, it, it's actually not even close if you look at it. Jared Goff yeah. deserves to be a Pro Bowler over Kirk Cousins.
3: Yeah, I'll give, you, I'll give you that one. I'm looking at QBR right now. Jared Goff is 6th. Geno Smith is fifth. I I, I think Geno Smith belongs in there, by the way. Side I'm okay situation. with Geno yeah, Smith. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I know what you're saying about Kirk Cousins, but I, I and I do think look, I, I would take Justin Fields over him in, in a heartbeat, obviously, but I don't mind giving the best team in the NFC North the eleven and three Vikings some form of representation in the Pro Bowl. You
2: mispronounced the Detroit Lions there. That was weird. The best team in the NFC North. Ooh.
3: They are the Lions no the longer the Lions? They showed it head up a couple weeks ago. Yeah.
2: They beat the they beat the Vikings. Um that's gonna be interesting. I I will say this as much as we have kind of made fun of the Lions over the years, the Lions and the Lions. Yes. yes. I want to see them get in the playoffs. I do too. I think it'd be fun. Especially what it would take for them to get in. They would be what, nine and one, basically. Going into the playoffs? That's a dangerous team. Yeah. That's won, a what, dangerous Seven team. in a row? They could potentially
3: be playing the Vikings, too. I have one more uh, Pro Bowl observation for you. Do you know who is representing the AFC at linebacker? Roquan Smith. What do you think about that?
2: Well, it's kind of the opposite thing as the quarterback, right? He had to leave the NFC to get in the Pro Bowl. Yeah. I mean he's yeah. been i look I'm gonna be honest, I haven't watched every Raven's game since the trade. I know the times that they've been on t v he's making plays i I know they're happy with him there um very partially happy partially way. because like nice story that Dan Pompey had on him uh last week, but um there's to me, there's no question that before the trade he was having his worst season as a bear. But I think it's it's like you said, it's the availability of the slots, right? He's he he he's been buried behind the, the great linebackers in the NFC. Um, he, you know We've pounded the table on this podcast saying how much he's been snubbed as a pro bowler year after year, all pro. So he goes over to the AFC and he gets in. Good for him. He is. Who's the other
3: linebacker? I'm pulling this up right now. Roquan Smith and CJ Mosley. former Raven. Who are the uh, linebackers for the NFC? I am looking that up right now. I believe it's Fred Warner is one of them. I know this. I As it, it usually is. Well, the best defense in the league should be represented.
2: I wonder if Roquan will get that all-pro honor this year because with Shaq Leonard...
3: Having that down year. Not injured. even playing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The other middle linebacker, inside linebacker, is DeMario Davis of the Saints. Okay. Fred Warner, DeMario Davis.
2: Yeah, maybe a different year he gets it with the Bears. But again, Bears are 3-11. and 11. About to be 3-12, and 12, right? Should be. Okay, podcast over. No point. In talking about the... <laughs> no, this will be a- just like last week. It's a tough game, but it should be a fun game. Josh Allen coming to town, it is going to be cold. I don't think it's not going to be snowy. It'll probably be a bright, sunny, freezing, cold day. It's the wind wind that gets you. It's the wind that gets you. Yeah. I'm uh,
3: happy I'm not Mark Grody this week. I'll just (laughs) say that. Actually, a little preview for next week. I booked them for next Tuesday. Did you? Yes, I just want 10 minutes of him about how he survived on the sidelines. Well, you're assuming he's going to survive. <laughs> yes. I,
0: I, 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 you might need I, to book I, a different I, guest I, on Tuesday. I, I
3: am. I am. Very much true.
0: <laughs> but I, I,
3: I am, I'm I'm legitimately entertained. I was talking to him in the media room at Hallis Hall yesterday, and I was seriously asking him questions about how he's going to handle this. I'm in, entertained by this. I, I don't know why I'm entertained by this, because I'll be sitting comfortably indoors. But... Yeah, I and me
2: too. I uh, probably why I, I am actually. I'm just picturing us turning on the Zoom camera on Tuesday and him like having a blanket around him, <laughs> drinking tea, sounding like cheeks are still red, just getting over some minor frostbite. No voice because he's got pneumonia.
3: <laughs> we should not be laughing about this. But no, but you know it's gonna makes for some great podcasting. Oh,
2: if that's the case, he'll lean into it. That's the great thing about Grody. So, all right. Well, another guy knows a little bit something about cold and snow is Joe Biscaglia, who covers the Buffalo Bills. He's been on the pot a bunch, actually, this year in 2022, going all the way back to last January when we thought the Bears might go after uh, Joe Shane and Brian Dable from Buffalo. They ended up going to New York, obviously, with the Giants. And then uh, we also talked to Joe in the summer to uh our big quarterback episode, as we're trying to draw the parallels with Justin Fields, Joe is on. And now it makes sense to bring him back on to talk about the Bills. So here he is, Joe Biscalia. All right, let's bring in our guy, Joe Biscalia. You can hear him on the Buffalo Beat podcast, which is going to be featuring the Fishman. The Fishman. Fish A little bonus content for you there. And uh, you should be following him on Twitter, at Joe Biscaglia. Biscaglia spelled uh, B-U-S-C-A-G-A-L-I-A. Make sure you're following Joe this weekend as the Bills come to town.
1: What's up, Joe? Not too much, guys. Thanks for having me. I, I love coming coming on your show. I, I feel like we always have like these lengthy, like big picture conversations. <laughs> First, it was Dable and Shane. That didn't happen. Then it was the the Fields conversation, and it's been really cool to kind of watch from afar because I follow you guys and all your work, and uh, seeing what has happened, the trajectory of of uh, Fields so far through this season. It's it's been pretty cool to to, to see after being on the ground floor, so to speak, uh, uh, in the preseason. Now
3: we're just going to talk about the weather for 20 minutes, if
1: that's okay. (laughs) I've been talking about the weather for like a month straight here. So that's why, uh,
3: okay. And, and, Johns,
2: we got into this Tuesday. I'm embarrassed for the Midwest right now, I have to say. This freak out over the snowstorm, I'm checking it this morning. It says one to three inches now. What are we, who cares about this? This, this, this is we're better than this. And Joe, you you probably I could see in your background. You guys have already gotten like a, how much snow have you already gotten this year?
1: OK, so the first storm, which every which caused the the Browns game to move to Detroit. I'm I live about five minutes from where the Bills play. Uh, we got a legitimate six feet of snow that that within a 24 hour span. It was something I've never seen before. I had to go on my patio roof and shovel it twice. And there was like. Three feet of snow on there uh, the first time. It was it was wild. Uh, let's see. It probably got another foot or so of snow after the Miami game. Um, so, yeah, we're up near about so, seven, seven and a half do feet. Do you have one point. of those
3: um, roof rake shovels oh, then
1: no no we just bought our house in the spring and i'm like oh okay we'll, we'll just try to try to limp into it and like the first snowstorm we got was the six footer which was the most <laughs> the biggest snowstorm in 24 hours in new york state history i'm like well you know at least a little bit trial by fire here fire here at this point
0: <laughs>
2: trial by okay, snow. So. <laughs> okay now so six feet is a snowstorm
1: yeah. Well, I mean, Was that's it? more than a snowstorm. That's an abomination.
2: Yes. Okay. But my point is, this one to three inches. Now we're talking about here. I know it's going to get cold. It's going to be windy. But come on.
3: This is I, not, I think all the newscasters around here have to retire that stupid European model, like they like they use like <laughs> earlier in the week. Oh, this you're anti <laughs> European model. I, no more European model. It's it's okay. always higher than the other model, which I guess we should call the American model. <laughs> Always by like two or three inches, and it makes things sound worse.
1: The funniest like part the- about all this is that you guys are not going to get a ton of snow, and like we're scheduled to get like a foot or two in over the weekend. So I mean, and sixty-five mile an hour winds on Friday and Saturday, I think it is. So so yeah, it's, fun times. And in that's Buffalo.
2: why the bills are coming tonight, right? Yeah. Because yeah. they're trying to get ahead of what's actually going to hit Buffalo.
1: Yeah, it's supposed to be a mess here on Friday night. Like the temperatures dropping from forty-five to fifteen within like an hour or something. It's just going to be like a an ice mess. Yeah, it's it's a great winter here in Buffalo so far. So,
3: will they stay here Saturday night then in, into Christmas?
1: I would doubt it. Uh, I think they'll I think they'll probably go back because the storm is supposed to be done. Like the blizzard warning we have is done at Sunday at seven a.m. I would I would imagine they just go home right from Chicago. Yeah, I would think so, too. Get home probably in time for, you know, Christmas
2: Eve
3: fun by the time they get back. It's a short flight. I learned this covering the Blackhawks that chartered flights like that have different rules than the rest of us who want to fly commercial. Oh, yeah. Where it was, we were stuck in Columbus a night. Even the Hawks were grounded in Columbus a night, so they practiced the next morning after a game. And the only flight they got into O'Hare that next day, I think we got about five feet of snow or three feet of snow the the day prior was the Chicago Blackhawks flight, and they took the beat writers, lucky us, on board. <laughs> There's also, like, no rules, like... Just, yeah, like, like, sit they like they just land <laughs> that is,
2: flight right on Madison Avenue, right yeah, next to the United yes, Center, yes. too. Yeah.
3: yeah. They're like serving food. You open up the overhead compartments. There's like licorice for like everybody. Like Marion Hosts is walking down the aisle, like opening up like candy dispensers that are in the overhead uh, like compartments. Like a whole different way of traveling.
1: There is also no cell phone rule. People don't give a yeah, crap. They don't
3: a, sit they don't sit down.
1: <laughs> they don't give a crap about seatbelts. I mean, no. it's it's just it's nonsensical.
2: Guys get their own rows trays down
3: no yeah you can yeah, keep your yeah. seats back yeah it's no there's it's actually different. like um uh, a buffet of food like in the exit room <laughs> i'm not lying about this yeah. <laughs> um all right joe,
2: anyway I am, uh, yeah i i am uh curious joe from your outsider since you touched touched on it uh off the top your outsider view of what you've seen from justin field since we talked to you back in August and we were trying to make the you know draw any comparisons we possibly could to Josh Allen's development in Buffalo what have you seen what have you been impressed by
1: well I've been impressed by the way that the the Bears have kind of opened up their offense around him um, because it seemed like for a while just reading you guys listening to you guys from afar it was like okay they 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 are just completely rejecting the notion of utilizing his legs, which is makes him such a dynamic asset. Um, and, you know, going back and watching the the last couple of games, which, you know, see with him in the lineup, um, seeing him and how he's able to make defenders miss has been really interesting to watch. The accuracy still isn't, like, crazy great. Like, the ball placement hasn't been, uh, for, at least from what I saw, the ball placement hasn't been awesome, but neither... W- it wasn't like that for Josh Allen um, in his first couple of years either. So there is there is there are ways to fix your overall accuracy. The other thing that kind of stands out is that he just has no help around him. Like the offensive line is horrendous um, for the most part. Uh, the receivers aren't gaining separation, at least the current iteration of receivers. So I am very interested to see how they build around him in the offseason because that was such a huge part of – how Josh Allen kind of made the jump because they gave him John Brown, they gave him Cole Beasley in his third season. Uh no, it was his second season that they gave him those guys. And then the third season, that's when they gave him Stefan Diggs. Uh, and that's when his game totally jumped in the COVID year of 2020, and they were just unstoppable on offense. So I really want to see how how polls and 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 the entire Chicago Bears operation build around him and what they value above all else, uh, in terms of receivers, what will maximize his skill set and maybe where they want him to progress the most as a quarterback.
3: What do you remember about Allen, like at this point in 2019? Because you look at the Bears, the three and eleven, clear rebuild here, but the Bills mm-hmm. that year finished ten and six. I know the mm-hmm. numbers weren't great for Allen, like throughout, and there were some bad games late. But like, take us through that, like that record. Like Mm -hmm. Allen's place in it.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was definitely still his wild stallion self where he was just – he was taking over games occasionally. I remember there was one watershed game for him. It was on Thanksgiving. You guys might even remember this, um, against the Cowboys in Dallas. He just completely took over that game in a way that I've never seen him do it, and that was late in the season. And seeing that sort of capability from him in – you know, a pretty high pressure situation because we haven't we hadn't seen him do that on that national of a stage at that point because you know the Bills back then were okay Sunday at one p.m. type of team. Now they're hey Thursday Saturday Monday Tuesday even you know, <laughs> um, but back then it definitely took a step forward. Um, he wasn't all the way there. He certainly. Had some things he needed to fine tune, which was his ball placement, giving his receivers the ability to, you know, operate with yards after the catch. At that point, uh, cover zero, all out blitzes were still giving him a lot of trouble, uh, and he needed to conquer that. Um, he wasn't manipulating zone defenders as well as he does today, and, or as well as he did in his third season, or he learned to. So those were things that he needed to conquer, but the raw skills and the signs and the flashes became more common than not. And he wasn't the, the guy who was throwing it across his body to the other team anymore. He was the guy who was within himself and sometimes making those dumb decisions, but for the most part not. And what was what I remember the most from that 2019 year, because that was the year that they lost to the Texans in the wild card round, that crazy one where Deshaun Watson made the stupid play, uh, where he spun out of the tackle and then they score a touchdown. Um, that that game, it almost seemed like the moment was too big for him because he went back to those old rookie mistakes a lot more often when things got really pressurized, and he had to learn from that. So. Uh, I am interested to see how Fields does it. Uh, he's not going to face any pressure situations. I almost feel like where Fields is right now, like his rookie year doesn't even count. Um, and where the bears and fields are right now are where the bills were in their in Josh Allen's rookie season where the talent around him was just crap. And, you know, they, they had to build through the off season to really maximize this guy. So, I do wonder what uh, what they have in store for for Fields in the offseason.
2: Well, it is interesting um, because you're right. I mean, it's not like the stakes are that high right now. However, mm-hmm. the Bears have played in a
1: ton of close games. They're good on film. Like, they, they don't have a ton of talent, but, like, they, they play really hard.
2: Well, and I think that's one of the reasons why, what's the spread of eight and a half? Or,
1: yeah, uh, it's gone down to eight today from what I saw.
2: You know, and and you would think that this might have been one of those games where it's more like Bills favored by fourteen or something. But it, part of that is because the Bears are playing a lot of these teams tight, and so I think the one thing for Fields is he has played in a lot of fourth. You know, he's had the ball in the fourth quarter in almost every game with a chance to to do something, and and um, it hasn't always worked out. But um, I don't know, maybe that'll help him in the future. What is Josh Allen's relationship like with? With Sean McDermott, because there's kind of a a similar dynamic there. I think in terms of of uh, Matt Eberflus being a defensive guy, not necessarily you know the offensive play caller type situation. That um, that that Buffalo, there's a there's a little bit of a parallel there.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think that relationship has really evolved over time. At first, it was you know Sean kind of being like. I don't know, for the lack of a better term, a dad, uh, trying to coach him through his mistakes and and work with him as you know, just, just for the bigger picture stuff. But I think what we've seen from McDermott over the last couple of seasons since Josh has really established himself as their franchise guy, is he's kind of pulled the reins off a little bit where he's just kind of letting Josh Allen make it his team. And he's still the coach that, that, um, you know, handles all the, the minutia throughout the week and, you know, helping to bring up game plan and, uh, you know, motivating everything along those lines. But that relationship, it's been good that that he's kind of shifted it rather than trying to be too much, too controlling, so to speak. Um, and I think that's been important to not only Allen, but to the rest of the players on the team, because even this past week, as some of the guys were, were asked about it and Stefan Diggs and I think Jordan Poyer have, have both kind of mentioned that how it's shifted into this more player-driven locker room more than anything. And I think a big part of that has has to do with what McDermott has done and how he has changed his overall mentality with it. So that that quarterback situation is obviously a huge part because if yeah. he's not great, then you're not. Exactly handling it that way, and you want to be more hands on. But I think McDermott has done a nice job of evolving with uh, Allen's progression, all, all in all.
3: Let's go back to like when, when Stefan Diggs was created. Like, what was the buildup before it? What was the expectation, I guess, going into the, that whole scenario? Like, could you see it coming? Because that's what we. We're trying to digest here now. I mean, the Bears made their move for Jace Claypool, but how can the Bears add a receiver? Like, what was the buildup before the Diggs trade for the Bills?
1: I mean, there was buzz all around it because John Brown was was good at the time, but he wasn't a one, and everybody kind of knew that. Cole Beasley was a slot receiver and productive back then, but you know he, he wasn't gonna put them on the next level. I think everyone kind of knew that off season, uh, they either had to draft one or they had to trade for one. And if you remember, that was the, the off season that they very nearly traded for Antonio Brown. Uh, They uh, definitely dodged one there, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but uh, I think they were definitely interested in the conversation and uh, it might not have been as close as it, it wound up, looking like, but they were definitely interested. And Brandon Bean was meeting with with big time agents around the combine. There was a lot of stuff that that offseason. And then once Diggs started to uh once it became really well known that that diggs they were intent on moving him from Minnesota, that's when the Bills struck. And you know, th- there is some counter-arguments about whether or not the Bills just should have stood pat and selected Justin Jefferson <laughs> uh, rather than trading for Stefan Diggs. But I think what they needed at that point in time was an established veteran who could come in and take over an offense immediately. And they probably weren't going to get that with a rookie. As good as Justin Jefferson is, and you know he's going to be the best receiver in the league probably over the next four or five years here. But when they realized that Josh needed something immediately and they couldn't just depend on a rookie to do that. Uh, that's when the digs conversation really got real. And uh, you know, it was a home run trade for them because he has been awesome no, this past game, just as a – for instance, he was on the field for 67 out of 78 snaps. They averaged 7.2 yards per play. When he wasn't on the field, they averaged one yard per play. Like, that's how important this guy is to their overall offense. And uh, and they, they definitely have needed him throughout the years.
3: Yeah, I don't mind their thought process at all because there's some unpredictability with, with, with the draft. Like, you oh, could yeah. have your you, – you could like, he could be the top player on your board in that range, but there is no guarantee that you're getting them. There's – in – well, no one I, and no one, no one would have thought Justin Justin yes, would be yes. this good. I mean, uh, yes, if he was they did, the he'd be number one. He'd, he'd be number one overall, right? He would have gone like
2: Jamar. Ch- how Jamar Chase went, mm-hmm. what top five? five. Top three. five, I think. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah. So. Yeah,
1: and they didn't know who would be available. It was the twenty-second pick. I mean, that that receiver draft was kind of unpredictable. CD went a lot later than people expected. And then I, I think I remember reading the Vikings were just kind of hoping and praying that uh, Jefferson would be there at 22, and he wound up falling to that point. And now he is what he is. Yeah. Hey, speaking of digs,
2: um, I'm curious how how much like Jalen Johnson is on the radar in Buffalo right now in this matchup because um, Jalen is the top corner on the Bears. He's a pretty damn good player. I don't think he's quite in the conversation of like you know the the top corners that you you, you consider to be like a lockdown guy. But that is a storyline here in Chicago because he's got sort of this opportunity Went against AJ Brown last week, and despite the numbers Brown put up, Jalen played pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's got Diggs this week, um, and, and Jefferson coming up uh, in a couple weeks as well. So. I mean, how much is he discussed there in Buffalo in terms of this matchup against Stephon
1: Diggs? I mean, not by a ton of people here, just because I, I think there's an overall uh, unfamiliarity with the Bears roster as a whole, just because they're three and eleven at this point. But when when you put the tape on, you're like, who the hell is that guy? Like he's he's great. Uh, I, I wrote down on my notes immediately like 33 can freaking play um, because I haven't watched a ton of Jalen Johnson, you know, not really grinding the, the bears tape too often uh, <laughs> throughout the season, but, <laughs> Why uh, <would> you? <laughs> but he's, he's legit. And I think that that secondary as, as a whole has played pretty well. And um, you know, numbers notwithstanding they against the Eagles, because the Eagles are just a dynamo on offense. When, when you see him, Running stride for stride with AJ Brown, I'm like, okay, that's that's really something, and I can I think that's translatable to what uh, the Bills might be able to face, and I think he could be a big component of why this game is a lot closer than than people might think. He, I mean, like I just pointed out with the the dig stats, they are so dependent on him on the field, and it's not even just him being productive on the field, just being out there. Because it takes attention from, from everyone else. And and because outside of Diggs, they haven't really had a ton of consistent production. Gabe Davis hasn't been that guy. And Isaiah McKenzie has not really lived up to it. There's a reason why they went out and signed uh, two players that they moved on from. Because they thought that they weren't going to get more out of them in John Brown and Cole Beasley. And now they're back. So the rec- receiver position has been a bit of a a miss so far this season. And so I'm very intrigued to see how Johnson plays against Diggs and how the Bills will pivot if Johnson is able to lock in Diggs a little bit. But Diggs is good. Like the underneath stout stuff and how he makes himself available. Like if they they're going to need a a bigger plan than just Johnson for him. But you know, all in all I'm I'm very excited to watch that matchup.
2: All right, Joe. Uh, good stuff. We should let you go. You got a date with the fish, man. <laughs> and um, we're looking forward to hearing hearing that on your side as well. Good stuff as always. We always lo- we always love having you on. The Buffalo Beat is the podcast. Follow him on Twitter
0: at Joe Biscalia. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys, for having me. Thanks, Joe. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply.
3: If you're like me, you believe there needs to be more stylish, functional, business casual men's wear that is both high quality and durable that can withstand your day. I'm talking about maybe hanging out in the press box. Watching the game later with your friends, maybe get a quick nine holes in. That's why men's closets were due for a radical reinvention, and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter collection is the most comfortable, breathable, and truly versatile set of products known to man. They have products for every occasion. We're talking about the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, quarter zips, polos, and blazers. They look great as individual pieces Head to Roan.com slash Adam and use promo code Adam to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to dot ecom slash Adam and use code
0: Adam. It's time to find your corner office comfort. Don't forget if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a 1-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1500 first bet offer on your first wager.
3: You Not know, Adam, one thing that Joe said about Josh Allen taking like a game over. Like when he said that I thought about Justin Fields, like Justin Fields hasn't like he's produced those moments, like where he's the best player on the field. I think of the Dolphins game. Bears did not win it, but you literally had the opposite, the opposing head coach telling your star quarterback to stop it. Yeah. Please stop it. That's how exciting he was in that game. He has taken over games and stretches, even with his arm at times. He's looking down the field when he's scrambling as well. So um, I think that's – Encouraging. It should be very encouraging and promising for what Justin Fields can become. There's things he has to work on. We all know that. They need to help him at receiver. That offensive line could have three new starters next year. This week. This week. <laughs> this week. But you still get that sense in quarters and drives and throughout like entire games where the Bears have the best player on the field. You may not get that this week with Josh Allen coming to town, but you'll see some flashes from, from Justin Fields. I, I believe you will. How many times does the opposing coach tell Kirk
2: Cousins to stop it?
0: <laughs> okay, I get it. I get okay, it. I just, I just,
3: okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, you like that? I don't like that. Get that guy out of there. Somehow he's become my guy, and like I, I just feel like the, the – the, the, well, the best part about the overwhelming is that, urge to defend the guy. Well, I can't keep sharing that that GIF over and over and over. But, but this goes like all, on a different angle. On the
2: the it. reason why this Kirk Cousins thing is so great is because this goes all the way back to when we used to record this podcast in my basement in Park Ridge, like <laughs> first year of the pod. Mm-hmm. You were you loved
3: Kirk Cousins and, on Washington. Okay, okay, love is a strong word here, but yeah, he was. He showed potentially it's some big games. He was a for the quarterback star of Bears, like Kirk Cousins has brought unique stability, like better stability than Jay Cutler provided the Bears for the Minnesota Vikings, has he not? Sure, sure. There's, there's, uh, he's fine. Okay. He's fine.
2: Just like Taylor Heineke, he's fine in Washington. It, you know, if I didn't have, if I didn't have this star like franchise type quarterback and I, I needed to go you know, get that stability that you're talking about. Yes, Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. is somebody I'd want to It'll have. On be my that team. guy. Yeah. Okay. And same. I, I talked. To, actually, had a conversation with Jeff Joniak about this a couple weeks ago. Um. Same thing with Taylor Heineke. Like, he's not great, but they want they want to play for him. That I want a quarterback where the team wants to play for him, even if he's not the top guy. That's kind of hard to get in that category. Yeah, because usually you get frustration. You get like guys wanting the ball and complaining when the quarterback's not great. But if you can get one who's not top tier, but they still want to go battle for him, I'll give Kirk Cousins that. Absolutely. Just get him the hell out of the Pro Bowl. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Pro Bowl games.
2: Get it right. Pro Bowl games, whatever.
3: All right, let's get to our three big questions. Number one. This game. Number one. Anamo, your general thoughts on Justin Fields saying that he doesn't want to rush for a thousand yards every season. This might be my favorite thing he said all season.
2: I wish he had taken it a step further, too. because I, I knew what he was saying, and I wish he'd just been like, I don't want to rush for a thousand yards every year because I want to throw for four thousand. You know, and I don't think he wants to put that target out there and I get that. But that's basically what he was getting at, right? Hopefully, in the future, we don't have to run for as many yards right. because we can throw for
3: more. Um, it's not that rushing for 1,000 yards is a bad thing. Just to to clarify this, he's in some very special company. Not every quarterback can do what Justin Fields has done this season. Right. Very rare company. But, yes, the, the development comes through the air for him. Did you hear... Um, the other day when I asked him about
2: keep keeping his eyes downfield um, and how... Because I feel like that's something he's gotten a lot better at. And I loved how his answer... He's like, yeah, the development's been good. But he immediately got into a pretty detailed answer about recognizing zone versus man. And I and how much more comfortable he's gotten in understanding when they're in man and their backs are to him, he's going to tuck in and run it. Yeah. But if they're in zone, like when he rolled out the other day and it looked like he was going to run, he recognized that the Eagles were in zone coverage, though, and so he he kind of had it in his head he actually wasn't going to run. He was waiting for somebody to come open, and then Byron Pringle came wide open. Wide open. Like, that's good stuff. Like, that's... The fact that he's able to process and I know that's pretty simple man versus zone, but it's it's just
3: it happens in a split second,
2: right? And I think there's more pre-snap recognition that's going on, too. So I think that stuff's going to start to click. I think once you even the late game moments you were just talking about, once he gets more help around him. There's been a lot, if you really watch the tape, there's been a lot to be excited about with him this year and how much better he's gotten. Yes, so,
3: absolutely.
0: Yeah. I, absolutely.
2: I love what he said about not wanting to rush for 1,000 yards.
3: Me too. How about I think 700? Josh Allen has 700. Feels like yeah. a healthy amount. Yeah. All right, let's continue with this uh, trade... Like wide receiver trade conversation for a little bit. So entertain me here. Ooh. You could only trade for one GM Adam Hogue. Yeah. DJ Moore, Jerry Judy, or T Higgins? Who is your pick for the Chicago Bears? Are any of these
2: guys ones? I don't know that I'm trading a first round pick for any of these guys. And by the way, when I say first round pick, no one's trading the top two pick. Um, any of these I think games. the only scenario in which that would play out in like a Stephon Diggs type trade is if you're 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 able to trade back, accumulate an extra
3: first round pick or something like that. What I will say is that as good as Stephon Diggs was over the first five seasons with the Vikings, like he became that superstar when he was paired with a superstar quarterback, sorry yeah. Cousins. You know what I'm saying? That's true. He took it to another level. Absolutely did.
2: Yeah. Um, your pick I think Jerry Judy me too yeah I think Jerry Judy is my answer he's the youngest right mm-hmm. and um, has somehow with all that crap going on in Denver and not good quarterback play has somehow gotten better this year it seems like I don't know why the Broncos are still on my TV so much and they're gonna be again I think they're on national television two more times.
3: Are they the, one of the Christmas games? They're one Christmas of the Christmas
2: games, and then I think they're... I want to say they're on again next week or something. It's bad. So, you can scout Jared Judy, I guess.
3: Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting if... Uh, like, it takes two to tango, right? And right. the compensation has to be right. In most cases, trades like this will lead to contract extensions. You just traded a very high second-round pick for Chase Claypool. Prepare for the potential possibility that the Bears are actually done adding a wide receiver until the draft. Just entertain that number three uh, it's
2: i was wrong They're so they're on the christmas game this week rams late afternoon good opportunity to uh, spend some time with your family Uh <laughs> um, and then uh they're they play the chiefs next week at noon and then that chargers game in week 18's tba like all the games
3: are gotcha number three will we be talking about justin fields the pro bowl games quarterback at this point next year. I'm going to actually
2: give a pretty strong yes to this because I think there was already a case for him this year. And if the Bears are better, that's going to help. And there's still, unless there's a drastic shift, going to be way more quarterbacks in the AFC that are Pro Bowl worthy. Like all due respect to Geno Smith and what he's done this year. Is he going to keep it up next year?
3: Maybe Dak Prescott bounce back here. <sighs> yeah, that's possible. Jalen Hurts is going to be here every year. Jalen Hurts is going I to be there. That. And I think Justin Fields, to further your conversation, your point, is going to be in this conversation every single year. Yeah. So think, I, like, like you said, 3-11 and team, 1,000 rushing yards, had a serious case. I understand why he's not in. But next year... Considering all the, the things he did to increase his stardom and fandom this year. If he continues to improve next year, which we all think he will. Yes, I think we're talking about Justin Fields being a pro bowler. Yeah, I would make a strong bet on that. Not and to just, just so we're clear, I'm talking like... Not an alternate, alternate, like no. pro bowler from the start. It's him and Jalen Hurts right now, already. In terms of who
2: the best... Two young star quarterbacks are in the NFC. NFC. It's not even close. Those are the two guys you want. Except for you. You want Kirk Cousins, too.
3: <laughs> Moving on. Man. Over unders. This is from TJ. Over unders set of two and a half references to how the Bills are used to playing in this type of weather. Over, Over. <laughs> Over. They are, though. It's fair. Like, this is by far going to be Justin Fields' coldest game ever. He's excited about it. I love how players get, like, like I think it was a Tyreek Hill who was pumped up for the that not-so-cold game the other day. Okay, but he, did you see the Cole Komet mic'd up video?
2: No. I, wa- I watched it last night. Is it good? It, it's it's pretty good, and but it's also, like, I love these players because they're always, like, psyched up for the cold and like and then and then i don't know how many references there are in the six minutes video to being damn it's freezing out here <laughs> he sits down on the heated bench he's like yeah how's this feel oh that's nice you know like like the don't don't think that they're not cold they yes, are cold
3: very much cold
2: they're definitely cold um and if they had their choice they'd much rather be playing in september where it's not cold so, and he also made reference cold it to saying that that was his coldest game last week's game. So, and this was going to be a lot colder.
3: Yes. 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 We're talking ice bowl conditions. It's going to be about
2: 15 degrees colder and a lot windier.
3: That's not going to feel good. All right. So here's the next part. This is from John over under and mentions said at one and a half of the possibility of a dome stadium for the bears. I'm going to say you won. Mm, that's interesting. Would you, would you count just any mention of a new stadium for the Bears? Here's why I think it could come up.
2: Because Josh Allen earlier this week made reference to how the Bills are not building a dome. And how, um, I forget exactly what he said, but he basically said you're not tough enough if you have a dome. It's essentially, what he was getting. I don't at. like that.
3: We're Buffalo tough. Well, keep that in mind. His uh, John's part two of his over unders are how many mentions of bear weather, Buffalo tough, bear weather. Do we get? He said it at two and a half. We got a lot of these. Yeah, my, my request. I, first of all, this is like bear hibernation weather. So can we stop calling? Yeah, it is. It <laughs> <laughs> bear <laughs> yeah the bears are asleep. Um, they went to sleep a while ago. And I feel like those Lovey Smith Bears lost a lot of games in that bear weather.
2: Yeah, don't get me down that road again. Bear weather is a myth.
3: Yes, I don't think you're getting one.
2: Oh, so I think it. you will. Yeah? Because so things people bring up, even though it
3: is a myth. But the broadcast? Well, that is the interesting. It's Greg Gumble this week. With Adam Archuleta. <sighs> I don't think you get one.
2: Well, Adam will probably make some reference to how he played
3: in Bear Weather. In Bear Weather, oh, that's true. I forgot former Bear.
2: Yeah. Um, All right, moving on. Greg Gumbel had something. I heard this on the Bill Simmons podcast. Apparently, Greg Gumbel was calling. Uh, uh, who did the Panthers play last week? He was calling the wrong. He was calling the wrong quarterback, Sam Darnold, like half the game. We got one last week, too, and now I'm forgetting it. One of the, in the Bears game.
3: Oh, someone tweeted at us.
2: Oh, uh, the Steelers, yeah. So he was calling... Um, Trubisky. He was calling Trubisky Sam Darnold. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. So that's like, yeah, what was the one last week? It was, oh, it was uh, uh, DeAndre Houston Carter.
3: Ah. It's like a Kurt Fuller. Yeah. All right, this is from uh, Brendan from uh, the Bears Wire.
0: Kendall Fuller
3: is best when he's off and can break on the football. <laughs> All right, this is from Brendan, our friend from the Bears Wire. Uh, over, under on big thermometer shots being shown to show how cold it is. He's got one oh, yeah. and a half. We're going over. Yeah. Over, at least three or four.
2: And they got to be the big-ass
3: ones. Yeah.
2: Where did they even get those?
3: Special order. <laughs> Amazon. Moving on. This is from fan 80 Over, under on graphics, one and a half, comparing Fields in a second year to Josh Allen in his. Yeah, there'll be one. I agree. This is from Jake, who somehow tried to get us to talk about Sean Payton for some reason. No. Oh. Ibraflus is not going anywhere. No. I'll just say that. Over, under on times, they bring up... Justin Fields breaking the season rushing record for a QB, one and a half. I'm gonna say it wonder, goes over. I wonder if
2: that's the same Jake who on our CSGO show like spends money on a super chat like every show to bring up Sean Payton. <laughs>
0: it's
2: it's relentless. Be, I it's I be. you know, I admire the uh the commitment to it. Actually maybe it is Sean Payton.
3: Maybe it is Sean Payton. Yeah. He needs the conversation to get going. It's not where he wants it to be. <laughs>
2: Uh okay, so over under times they bring up Fields breaking the season rushing record for a quarterback one and a half. I think, yeah, I think this goes over. Absolutely. Yeah.
3: This is from Jackson. Over under on jaw dropping plays from Justin Fields, one and a half. I'm going over.
2: Yeah, I'll go over too. He'll get his, like he seems to do every week.
3: He'll have two scrambles that leave you impressed. I'm gonna say one pass. Mm -hmm. It cuts through the wind. Maybe if it's like a 20-yarder. We're just like, look at that arm strength. All right. Can I ask you a fantasy football question? Seriously? It's playoff time. Fine.
2: Okay. So, 2QB League. Don't ask me how, but I ended up on my team. I have Josh Fields. Josh Fields. Wow. Josh Fields. I just did that. I do not have Josh Fields, uh, ex-White Sox player, who would, you know, was a quarterback in his day. They're not but qualified. Not, not in the NFL. Josh Allen, Justin Fields, and Trevor Lawrence. So I have to sit one of them. You have to make that decision tonight too, right? And I do. That's the other tricky thing because Trevor plays tonight against the Jets. Not a great matchup. But he's also been freaking out lately. Last week, I sat Fields. And I think that was the right move. Lawrence and Fields almost had identical points, so it ended up not mattering. I'm leaning, but here's what I didn't even realize this. Here's the respect Fields is getting to turn this into a Justin Fields conversation. If you look like at ESPN's fantasy football rankings and the way they have like their six, seven analysts or whatever rank the quarterbacks every week, he's like third. And Trevor's like tenth. Yeah. It's not even close.
3: How concerned are you about the weather? A little bit, but yes and I mean, that, no. We that's going to cut into the production. Let, let's let's. Well, honest. is it though?
2: Matter. Because he gets all his yeah. fancy points with his legs anyway.
3: Nobody throws a couple of touchdowns. Yeah, like I don't know if he's getting a Byron Pringle like touchdown in this game. True. I just Don't like. But he, he may was get, also he, he won- made it like the short ones.
2: But think about it; he was one inch away from having that touchdown run too. It's
3: true or when step he stepped out, of, out bounds.
2: of bounds. So it's I don't know. I don't, right especially with you the know, Thursday the, game and Trevor going up against the Jets. Right now, I'm leaning towards. I I think I'm sitting Trevor Lawrence.
3: Actually, I would have maybe sit Josh Allen, even even though they're playing the Bears. Like I think the the because tu- you want the touchdowns. Let's yeah. be honest. You want the touchdowns. Like, it's going to be like Devin Singletary that scores on the Bears. Like, they could just run it straight at the Bears, <laughs> straight through them. Yeah, but like, I don't know. Jalen
2: Hurts still had like 35 fantasy points true. against the Bears last it's week. True. And it's Josh we Allen. Three He's rushing c- touchdowns. You can't sit Josh Allen in the playoffs. It's true. That, see, that's the type of decision where it's like. If he ends up having a dud of the game of a game, I can't. I'm not going to sit there and be like, "Oh, why'd I do that?" If I sit him and he freaks out, then it's like you're just the dumbest fantasy yeah, football yeah. player. See, I, th- I
3: think Josh Justin Fields, I almost said Josh Fields. Justin Fields is going to rush, have more attempts and yards than, than Josh Allen. that's the touchdowns that you're thinking about, right? Yeah.
2: And that's the thing is the is the total number of points down. Because of the weather, I don't know, I still think points get scored. I think it's I, to me it's far more likely that there's fewer points in this game tonight between the Jaguars and Jets, okay, just because the
3: jets defense is good, Jets defense is good yeah all right, well, thank you for entertaining you and, uh, well I... well here's the, here's the fantasy football scenario on the Johns household. Okay. So in the the fifth grade fantasy football league, my second son plays up in plays up <laughs> with his what, with his brother. What is friend. this travel baseball? What are we talking about here? He, he plays up with my his older brother's friends, and he won the regular season title. Oh, so he he's playing like ten u fantasy football now. Yes, yes, he's an <laughs> eight year old playing up a ten u fantasy. So, it, but he won. The regular season title. And that's awesome his older brother finished too. So if they win in the playoffs, they'll meet the championship game and I don't want to be around them.
2: Oh my god. Like I kinda do. Yeah. It's good I back. kinda actually find that very entertaining and wanna watch I almost want like a live stream yeah. of
3: that. My oldest will scream at that television. Like at Josh Allen, thinking that Josh Allen can hear him like pass the digs. Like it's it's pretty entertaining, you
2: know? Uh Hey, that'll probably be me.
3: Yeah. Two on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Throw it to Diggs. Uh, oh, yeah. And he gets upset when it's like Isaiah McKenzie gets like the touchdown. Like Diggs gets him all the way down. The McKenzie gets the touchdown. Oh, yeah. It's
2: the <laughs> worst. Do you know how many times I've dealt with that with Tony Pollard this year?
3: Yeah. <laughs> Poaching touchdowns. And then they just give it to Zeke. Damn it.
2: All right. Um, Let's get to our predictions here. This is a CBS game. Keep that in mind. Noon, Saturday, Bears at, excuse me, Bills at Bears. And the
3: Bears is down to an eight-point spread now. Bears, eight-point underdogs. Yeah, it was nine when I filed this last night, Um, down to eight. Bold predictions. Um, I'm going say a Khalil Herbert touchdown. I don't know why that's bold, but he's back from injury. Yeah, that helps. That is the one area where
2: I'm a little worried that, like, there's going to be so many carries between Montgomery and Herbert that... Yeah, you're talking like 30. That Fields' production goes down, maybe. Uh, I'm going to say Bills 30, Bears 20.
3: Okay. Oh, Bills cover. Yeah. I'm going to say 27-20 Bills with the Bears. Oh, that involves... Maybe some wacky score because of. I don't think field goals are going to be kicked in this one. Say 25-19. Bill.
2: Okay. I mean, look, I had the Bears covering last week. They did. Um, but I think it's somewhere around there. Oh. And I didn't do my bold prediction.
0: Bold predictions.
2: By the way, I can't believe we haven't been called out for this, but in your absence last week, I did a Komet touchdown. in what? your on- In your honor. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. and uh, that's probably why you only had four catches, and did not score, so how yeah, about this scoring this week? Jalen Johnson interception
0: okay. I think
2: that's only would only be the second of his career. Do I have that right yeah, he doesn't have many and um, but I think he plays well again, and I think he gets an interception. Josh Allen will throw some picks. It happens. All right, wacky weekend of games. Um, Just like last week, there's games pretty much every day, but Friday should be a fun weekend of games. We start tonight. Amazon Prime, 7-15. Kind of a sneaky, fun game, in my opinion. Jaguars at Jets. The Jets are a a one-and-a-half point home favorite.
3: Enjoy watching this game, Bears fans. You know why? I just it, for for once, isn't it like refreshing where the conversation about the wrong pick at quarterback is not. Yeah, like we knew Trevor Lawrence was going to be good. That that made too much sense. But Zach Wilson at two, enjoy this game, Bears fans. Um, I'm taking the Jaguars winning out.
2: I, I am too. I am too. You know, last week when they announced that Zach Wilson was playing and Mike White was out. I could not have jumped faster to pick the Lions. And I feel the same way about this one. Jaguars, like the Lions, are playing better football. They're getting better as the season goes along. Trevor Lawrence is turning into a stud right now. The quarterback matchup in this game is not even close. And um, especially with the Jaguars getting points, even though it's only a point and a half, I'm I'm definitely taking the Jaguars.
3: I'd like to see him get his hands on more balls.
2: Fox noon Giants at Vikings. Just like last week against the Colts, the Vikings are four-point home favorites.
3: Give me the Giants to cover, but Vikings by a field goal. Interesting. You like that? I guess. Yeah,
2: the Vikings like to play close games. Um, So, I don't know. I do like the Vikings to win. They managed to win most of them. They are at home. But, yeah, four points is a little little too much for me.
3: Y'all stay corona-free, all right? And God bless.
2: (laughs) Fox noon. Lions at Panthers. Lions favored in this one. Panthers two-and-a-half point home underdog.
3: Give me the Lions by a touchdown.
2: Yeah, I think this game could be tricky, but the Lions have been good against the spread lately they've been handling it um so yeah i'm gonna go with the lions too
0: culture history spaghetti these are the things of a boot country called italia hello i'm joe romano of romano tours for two generations my family has provided high quality tours of italy to people from all over the world but mostly long island and jersey
2: Shout out to our guy, Joe Romano. I saw him tweeting at us earlier this week. He's he's
3: a good man. Great By the player. way, our... Uh, he's got to be all sort of pumped up about his Wolverines. Yeah. Fine. J.J. McCarthy. Chicago suburban kid. Yeah. No, okay.
2: Nazareth. Okay, fine. No, oh, he's Nazareth. been a good, good player. All right. Um, by the way, our totals now. I don't know how you weaseled your way out of so many picks. <laughs> we both have 40 correct picks. The difference is you only have 24 losses and I have 35.
3: Called having a fourth kid and taking some time yeah. off.
2: Yeah, I guess. But there's something else. <laughs> yeah. Is is off in off.
3: There. Did I miss another one? I guess.
2: So you're hitting at 61%, which is incredible. I'm at 53, which is still good. Um Here's a remarkable thing. Kevin Fishbane, we talked about this last week when he was on, is uh, still been amazing against the spread and leading this massive uh, fun, just for fun pool that we're in. One in six against the spread and picking games on Hogan Johns. Really? Yeah, he did not have a good week last week when he filled in for you. So that's... Although he did say at the time, he's like, I'm probably going to change all these by Sunday. Fair enough. Uh, All right, Fox 335. Good one. Uh, By the way, these games are all Saturday so far. Um, Well, except for the Thursday night one we did. So 335, your late afternoon game on Christmas Eve when the Bears game is over. It is Eagles at Cowboys. Gardner Minshew likely playing for the Eagles in this game. Cowboys, because of that, are a five-point favorite. I think the Cowboys, though, were favored even when Jalen Hurts was slated to play earlier in the week. I think it was just
3: three, though, like the the home field spread.
2: But isn't that weird?
3: Cowboys are good.
2: They are, but they just lost to the Jaguars. I don't don't know. Look, I think the Eagles are a machine right now. I think they're a really good team. I think Gardner Minshew is good enough to come in there and keep that thing moving yeah, and cover.
3: So, yeah, I think the Cowboys maybe win this game in the end, but five points is too many for me. I'm taking the Eagles. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Eagles cover. Cowboys maybe game-winning field goal down there in Arlington. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up.
2: Lock up the Eagles. All right, Christmas Day. Your early game, Noon, Fox, Packers, and Dolphins. Um, Boy, this would have been a cold one if it was in Green Bay, but it's down there in Miami. Dolphins are a four-point favorite.
3: Give me the Dolphins by a touchdown. Lock it up if you want.
1: Ooh. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up.
2: Yeah, I'll take the Dolphins, too.
1: F*** you, Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Nice way to end this show. Go Bears. Yeah, well, especially with that nonsense with Kalen's story. Yes, please read Kalen Kaler's story on Aaron Rodgers and his numerous hand signals that he doesn't want to teach anybody. (laughs) We had a long discussion about this, by the way, yesterday
2: on the CHGO show. And I haven't caught up on all of it, but I did see Kalen's tweet. Like Pat McAfee kind of apologized to her, and then still went on the show yesterday and ripped apart the story. Yeah, well, Aaron's his guy.
3: It is what it is. But read the story; it's very good. It's really good journalism, and I also not and it's not like unnamed source journalism. It's it's players who have played for the Packers on the record, talking about being a rookie receiver. Working with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah,
2: it's one of those things where if Aaron has a problem with it, he should be he should have a problem with the players and former teammates and current teammates that said current what they teammates?
3: said. <laughs> it's current ones.
2: Not the reporter who put it together. Yeah. Or, should, Jordan
3: Love and Randall Cobb are quoted in that story. Weird. So,
2: um, it is interesting, though. It, I mean, anybody who's watched the Packers over the years see all these hand signals that Rodgers uses and, for, I don't know. I'm interested in that. I think it's a great topic, and um, and it's been uh, what we need
3: is the Houston Astros to watch the film of Aaron Rodgers and Cypher it for us.
2: And oh, they could figure it out.
3: They could figure it out
2: banging trash cans and stuff.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next time they play the Bears, you just see some guy in the sidelines going, <laughs> "Yeah." <laughs> for the deep end, uh, yeah.
2: All right, good show. Um, we need to get out of here. Long show. Thanks to Joe for jumping on with us. We appreciate it. Um, we'll be back Saturday evening at some point. Yeah, probably a very tight episode, but
3: we'll, we'll get one out there for you.
2: Yeah, we'll keep, we'll react after the game and. Um, so make sure you are subscribed on YouTube. Hit the notification so you know we go, when we go live on Saturday because it could vary depending on um, you know, a lot of stuff going on. So you get those notifications, you'll know when we go live. Um, hit that like button too if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening the old school way as a podcast, we appreciate you. Please rate and review the pod. Most importantly, tell a friend. You can read John Z on The Athletic. You can read me at allchgo.com. We're out of here. We'll uh, talk to you Saturday after the game. Merry Christmas, yeah. everyone. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah.
0: Can I refill your eggnog for you? Get you something to eat? Drive you out to the middle of nowhere? Leave you
2: for dead? No, I'm doing just fine, Clark.